Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Carol Obley back with us. Carol has been the bridge between heaven and earth in more than 14,000 group and individual sessions and readings. She's been the subject of newspaper articles spoken on both radio, this show a lot, and TV, and the author of a number of books on mediumship and healing. Her latest is Wisdom from the Spirit World. She has also published articles on spiritual and metaphysical subjects and taught numerous workshops at Lilydale, New York, the largest U.S. Center for Spiritualism, and she has produced audio programs to help folks with spiritual development and teaches classes in intuition, mediumship, and healing. Carol, welcome back, and how are you? Good evening, George. I'm, I'm looking forward. Great. Excellent. It's great to have you back. I can't think of a better time to have you back with the world in so much tension and crises. My gosh, what's happening? Oh, yes, yes. Well, that's something maybe we can discuss and how uh, this time is very pivotal for people um, on a spiritual level. Do the spirits get involved with you when events like what is happening in Ukraine, Russia happen, or tensions like that? Well, the spirits are always involved with all of us. And, you know, the, the if people really knew how much cohesion we we have with the higher worlds, you know, uh, higher than the physical plane. I think most people would be very surprised by that. And I I got this message not too long ago, uh, George, about you mentioned the conflict and really the atrocity uh, going on, uh, you know, between those two countries. And I had this very strong message about angelic intervention in that case and helping those souls. And I, I truly believe that, it, you know, during 911 that we had in our uh, country, there was a lot of angelic help and assistance 
to help those souls and and really humankind. So that's going on. Uh, there's always help available from the higher realms. That's something important that people really need to remember. We're we're not doing this alone. They never turn their backs on us, do they? No, the higher beings uh, and even our own relatives. You know, I, I'm, I'm a medium. I've done many years of communicating with the spirit world with people's loved ones. They're always there to help and in some way to really communicate to us the real meaning of life, what, you know, what, what is important, what are the values, and how, how we can make it better. You have talked about spiritual frequency. What does that mean, Carol? Well, it's really the state of consciousness of our, of our soul. Our true essence is of spirit. And so our spiritual frequency is, you know, that, that dial, if you use the metaphor of a dial, is our frequency, our awareness of our spiritual identity, is it relatively low? Or is it, you know, somewhere in the middle? Or is it, is it very high? Um, so that's what I term uh, our frequency, our awareness of our soul's uh, identity. Spiritual consciousness, is that almost the same thing? I would say so, yeah. Uh, the, if, we, if we are aware that we are first and foremost spiritual beings, um, it's always interesting to me that a, a lot of us, you know, and I've done this myself, we, we really get lost in our mind. We think that we're our thoughts. We think that we are our rational mind or our personality, and we're not. We have those, but that's not our true essence. So the spiritual frequency we carry is the level of awareness that we have of ourselves as spiritual beings. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, what had happened uh, to our show last night. I was talking with a guest about uh, cryonics, freezing the body, wanting to bring it back later when they develop a cure for whatever the person died of. And my question to the guest, Carol, was what happens to the soul when you do something like that? When you resurrect a body that has died, you know, creating a new one through a clone or something, what happens to the soul? Well, the soul being it, the soul enters at the time of incarnation at the you know into the body of that little infant so i, I can't imagine that the, the body's going, really going to be animated um perhaps there's a different soul that would enter in um it could be you know a different soul than was originally in there uh but that's what really happens you know in in birth the soul actually goes in and out prior to birth, and it usually uh, enters in through the crown, and that's the energy center, of course, at the top of the head. Uh, but it really doesn't make full connection until, you know, just prior to birth. At least that's what I've seen through, you know, many years of study of, of this sort of um, material. Uh, so with cryonics, I'm not quite sure what would happen there, but mm. uh, the body really wouldn't be alive without the infusion uh, of the soul. 
You need the soul, don't you? It's got to happen. Yes, because that's what animates the material world. That's what animates the, the material body. Carol, take us back to the beginning. How did you get involved in spiritualism? How did this happen? Oh, well, uh, I've told this story before, and actually in my books I've written about it. Uh, And I think a lot of mediums come in this way, and it's through something that is somewhat catastrophic. And in my case, it was a fire. And I I was running a, a business and uh, overnight, overnight, the business burned. Oh, and so that was the end of that. Um, for about a year, I kind of floundered around. I didn't know what I was going to do. But I got a phone call, and the phone call changed my life, essentially. And uh, that phone call was from a friend who's no longer with us. Um, and interestingly, George, she actually was in a very, very serious car accident on her way to my house and uh, was put into a suspended coma, a drug-induced coma, and subsequently passed. Uh, but she had invited me to come to a metaphysical center prior to this terrible accident that, you had, that she had. So uh, eventually I went to the center and... That's where I started to develop with healing and uh, becoming aware of the soul and uh, taking a lot of workshops and uh, learning hands-on healing, and then eventually going to a place called Delphi, which is near Atlanta, Georgia, and I became certified in mediumship and also took a lot of training at Lilydale that you mentioned in my bio. Did you get better from the get-go, or were you pretty good at all along? Oh, no, there was a huge development. And anybody who is working in this field, I was born with this ability. Uh, I know that. I know that I've done it in prior lifetimes. But just like anything else, like an athlete or a musician, you can have that predisposition but you really have to be trained. You really have to hone the skill. And so that's what I did. There, there's a world of difference in the readings, the quality of the readings from when I first began to what I'm doing now. Absolutely. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now, the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Carol Obley with us. Her works, of course, her latest, Wisdom from the Spirit World, Life Teachings on Love, Forgiveness, Purposes, and Finding Peace. Tell me about the forgiveness portion of that book. Well, that's a theme that's really weaved without, within a lot of my books. Um, forgiveness in a spiritual sense means a release of the past. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that we okay what was done to us if there was something negative or hurtful. It simply means a conscious decision to release the past and to be free of that baggage, so to speak. And I really consider it the cornerstone of spiritual awareness or spiritual uh, growth or evolution because it frees us and it makes us available in the present moment, which is all that you and I really have or that anybody has, is right here, right now. So forgiveness is necessary in order uh, to evolve on the pathway of life. We're going to do uh, calls with Carol next hour. She will do readings, but she will not talk about any health-related matters or legal issues as well. That's that's not what she does. I think you touch on some of the health things in a more elaborate session, don't you, Carol? Yeah, I mean, these are many readings, um, and I, I only really... When I'm doing this these show, are, and these other are quick. Yeah. Show it's just one one question, or if somebody wants to say who's around me, I usually just say I'm aware of you know this or that person, um, and so that's how that'll work. One of my longtime favorites, Edgar Casey. You've done a lot of work in uh, his arena, haven't you? Yes, yes. You know, George, when I first started. Um, I, I read Edgar Casey his readings, which actually, and I know that you're very familiar with that. Um, that the language that he channeled those in were it, it's kind of stilted and you know kind of biblical type uh, type of language. Um, but the essence of his readings are, are very foundational to metaphysics and to really understanding the nature of the soul. And um, I, I undertook reading the uh, the bio of him, and you actually had that guest on, that author uh, on your show, um, who wrote uh, Casey's uh, bio. 
very interesting individual, and he actually did, uh, Casey did trance. He went to these things called the Akashic Records mm-hmm. and retrieved information about the individual's soul and then delivered that information. In those days, of course, they didn't have tape recorders. He had uh, his secretary, Gladys, who transcribed everything that he would say in the readings. Um, and he's greatly colored his his um, his research, his readings have greatly colored my work in that I sort of consider him a mentor um, in the investigations into the soul and the nature of the soul. I've lost over the last several years, Carol, some close friends who have died from various situations. And I've always wondered if they're on the other side, but I don't seem to have a pressing desire to want to contact them. Why is that? I know you've when I you've inter, interviewed me before you've mentioned that that you really aren't interested in that and you know what I'm going to tell you and everybody listening a secret I don't really have an interest in receiving mediumship and and I'll tell you why because I know that my relatives and you know my pets that I've had over the years I know that they're there, and I, I really don't need to hear from a medium, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So uh, perhaps it's because you already know that they're doing okay and that they're going to be connected through the eternal bond of love. And, 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 so, and one day I'll meet them, one day. 100%. No rush, but one day. 100%. We're friends here on on the earth. We can, we are friends with people. We can be friends with them when we return. I've seen that through multiple multiple readings that people's friends, not just their relatives, their friends and their pets, uh, will reconnect once we're uh, um, in the spirit world. Automatically, or do we have to search it out? No, usually automatically, because here's a truth that I've seen multiple times through multiple readings. We don't die alone. We do not die alone. Those we have been connected with here that are already in the spirit world when we die uh, help us. They, they greet us. I call them the welcoming committee. We have a departure committee here. Oftentimes, you know, people who are in hospice, yeah. uh, family members that gather around, uh, you know, the deathbed, um, you know, even nurses or doctors, the, those are the departure committee. There's the welcoming committee on the other side. And that, yes, that can include friends. Absolutely. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's like a science. It is, but you know what, what is most, um, Important. I think that that people understand about death. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. I used a quote in one of my books about uh, death being the next great adventure, and it it truly is. It, it's um, it's the journey back home, and I have no doubt that. 
you know, when I do that or when you do that, that you're going to meet up with those friends that, that you were so close to here and that they're going to w- welcome you and, you know, you'll, you'll be uh, uplifted and your spiritual frequency will be changed uh, to be higher. And that's another role that those in spirit play to help us upon death is to raise our uh, spiritual frequency, our spiritual vibration. Now, you have written that there's a power of choice in our lives, and how does that shape these experiences? Yeah, that's, that is always every human being has the power of choice, and that determines the quality of our lives, meaning uh, the choice that we make is something that we're always responsible for. So if we make a choice that's in accordance with our soul's uh, consciousness, meaning a higher consciousness, something that's good, something that's beneficial, uh, that raises our spiritual frequency. When we make a choice that, on the contrary, on the other side of that, that is uh, something that's, quote, bad, or not in accordance with the, the soul's consciousness, um, that's, that's going to determine a frequency as well, and it's going to be a lower frequency. So the, the, the cool thing about all of this is that that rests with us. We are in control of that. Nobody else. So that our power of choice that we hold within ourselves really determines um, what we're going to take with us also when we die. Because we don't automatically become enlightened beings when we, when we die. We take the consciousness that we have here on the earth, we take that with us uh, when we enter into spirit. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Mother's Day is just around the corner and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.